Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, and it's a Texas Tuesday, coming out on October the 25th, it'd be episode 290, and while we're on it, let me just remind you, subscribe, share, like, and comment on this show, get it out there, like I said yesterday, we hit 35k over the weekend, the goal is to hit 50k I by November. That's the goal. I don't know if it's possible, but maybe we'll just say by election day. This is going to be one of I guess three um three Tuesdays that I'm going to talk politics. But by politics, I mean elections. Yes, that's right. The state of Texas has its general election coming up. On Tuesday, the 8th of November. And at that point, whether you believe the fix is in or not, we will see because all the cards will be laid on the table. Now, I, for one, am not going to hold my breath one way or the other. Uh, My hope is that the least bad candidates are going to sweep the board and we're going to have a God help me, conservative Congress. <laughs> well, at least red. Well, red in the non-communist red sense. Well, uh, you know, Republicans. Well, maybe something that's less than establishment, moderate, mishmash. Uh, you know what I mean. Okay, so while we're on the subject and while we're talking the actual election, And I have been rather stingy on my endorsements, and I plan on keeping to it. Now, I will tell you that I have often voted my conscience over everything. And I'm really comfortable with that. And I I continue to do that. I would encourage you to do the same thing. If your conscience tells you you absolutely cannot vote for somebody, then don't. Or vote for the another option. I don't care if you write in a candidate or if you vote for a third-party candidate. I'm In Texas, they make it darn near impossible for you to be a third-party candidate and run and get your name on the ballot. If you just absolutely positively can't vote for the nominee that's in your party, then that's what you got to do. So, as far as liberty candidates go, people that are actually going to do something positive, I have stated publicly, uh, I believe that, you know, it's hands down, no brainers, That in Senate District 8, you ought to be voting for Angela Paxton. And while you're at it, vote for her husband for AG. If you live in Collin County and you're not voting for Chris Hill, what's wrong with you? (laughs) And finally, uh, if you are in Congressional District 3, uh, the guy that won is former County Judge Keith Self. By far the better candidate... And I think it's going to do a real good job for us. So you have three endorsements that I am willing to put out, stick my neck out there, and and I guess basically a fourth. (laughs) So that being said, 
What do you do with all these other races? You have no idea who these people are, what they stand for. Are they going to be good candidates? Okay, so now let's have a little fun. I have libertarian friends out there, and I know a lot of you guys are tired because you can't ever vote for your candidates. Well, I want you to know I have nothing to do with that. And quite frankly, uh, I wish the libertarians, the greens, and every other party could be on the ballot because I think it'd be a better race and I think it'd be a better reflection of the people that happen to live in the state of Texas. But currently, that's not the way it's set up. And currently, it's a giant pain in the keister for people to get on the ballot. And then when they do, they run into troubles. And that's a shame. Likewise, it's a shame when you have a primary and you have, I don't know, five people running for the office and only two or three of those candidates are given any status. People have already made the decision for us who we should be voting for. That's quite frustrating, but that happens all the time. They try it in the presidential primaries and it doesn't work. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. So I am a firm believer in what I would classify as liberty candidates. Okay. Now this is tough. Because as a Republican partisan, as a Republican party precinct chair, I cannot endorse anybody that's not a Republican. That would be very bad. I'm not supposed to give money to anybody that is not a Republican. That would also be very bad. However, for those of you that just can't hold your nose and vote for whoever the Republican is in your race, I can almost assure you that the best candidate for you to vote for is going to be the libertarian candidate. There are some examples that are not. There are some where there actually is a bona fide libertarian running against the Republican, and then that becomes a harder decision, right? Because I want somebody that's going to protect liberty. I want somebody that's going to stand for liberty, even when they're uncomfortable with the way somebody else might exercise their liberty. That's what I want. That's what I desire. But that's not always possible and that's not always a good choice. Let me tell you why. If you've got a close race between an R and a D, you want the guy that's going to do the least amount of damage. You want the lady that's going to mm, not want to punish you, right? For existing. Whether it's with taxes or rules or whatever. That's what you want. Okay, so that leaves you with the Texas First. I Texas First. The folks over at the Texas Nationalist Party have put out a convenient and useful notification if a candidate signs on to the Texas First principles. I think that that ought to be strongly considered. And I'm certain somewhere there might be somebody that's not a Republican that signed off on that. And if they live in your district or you live in their district, you ought to consider that. Now, if you happen to have the misfortune of not living in Texas, that means you can go with an America First candidate. Now, in primaries, this comes to be more important than, you know, a general election, because in the general election, you're often left with... 
the Republican versus the Democrat. But the primaries are long gone at this point. But if you have a choice between an America first guy or lady, that is obviously the better choice because there may be some other parts of this country where there are Democrats that are still not crazy leftists that actually subscribe to it. And the most ironic part about all of that, the whole MAGA thing is almost all the domestic policies that were advocated by Donald Trump were in fact things that were advocated back in 1996 by the president then. I want you to consider that. That's what we're left with, right? The conservatives have let the bar move so far that we're defending (laughs) principles that 30 years ago we would have been shocked. That's where we're at. The Republican conservative movement has largely been a slow surrender. And I've talked about this many, many times. But that's what we're left with. We have to do what's best for prolonging or preventing the decay, right? We want to make it last as long as possible so we can be as best prepared to deal with what's coming. And I kind of briefed on this yesterday, but it bears repeating. Some of what's happening cannot be undone, but we can mitigate it. We can offer ourselves options and present better opportunities going forward. And actually, in large part, the next three episodes are going to talk about other better opportunities. So in closing, in this scenario, you always want to choose the candidate that seems to you to be going to cause the least amount of damage, the least uh, evil, the least uh, anti-liberty. Now I know, I know there are a lot of purists out there and I I'm a purist with you, but I also understand that you got to make moves in defensive manner from time to time. You don't want to choose evil. You don't want to vote for the lesser of the evils. You don't want to pretend that it was a good choice. You have to be willing to accept that you're given two bad choices and you're going to take the least bad choice. And yeah, it's the lesser of evils. But the other way to look at it is, I'm buying this more time. I'm doing what's necessary to prevent destruction now. And I'm sorry that it has to be phrased that way, but that's just where we're at right now. We're getting people that support the idea of being America first, being called all sorts of names that don't even make sense. Isolationist. Come on. What about America first is isolationism? Nothing. Nationalist. Oh, well, you're racist. What? How is that? I just want to consider my nation before I consider other nations. Oh, you're a racist. I mean, this is the example that we are given time and time again. And because people are afraid of being called names, because people are, quite frankly, just beaten down from the abuse, they cave. I'm sorry, that's just not going to work. That's not good enough. But you're going to have to take the least offensive or the least bad choice to buy yourself more time. It's a delaying tactic for a counteroffensive. Now, if we left this up to the conservatives, there would never, ever be a counteroffensive. However, patriots, liberty people, we are preparing 
for a counteroffensive. We are preparing to go forward. We are prepared to fight for what is valuable, for what is worth protecting. And honestly, the simplest solution is preserve liberty at all costs. Our founding fathers were willing to do it. And at some point soon, we may be called to that same situation where it's take action because there is no going back. There's nothing left to surrender. And that's where we've been put by bad policies and bad actions by the people that we trusted. And that's the problem. We ought not be trusting these people anymore. We will just be disappointed. We have to go in every election knowing that almost every individual running has no intention of keeping their word. And almost every person that is running has every intention of doing what's best for them long term. And every person that's running for election is going to tell us what we want to hear in order to win their election. And if we go into every election with those eyes wide open, we can navigate our way through it to the other side. And with that, I'm going to cut it off early because I think you're going to be really, really happy with the next three episodes. And I ask you, join me back. Episode 291, 292, and 293 coming out on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week, respectively. And with that, this was According to Cal's. This was episode 290, a Texas Tuesday, if you will. And I will see you on the other side.